Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Ranked, a, a podcast by Hop Delay, where we rank the beers and you drink them. And today, this episode is covering, to cover it, Mac. We are covering the west side of Los Angeles. Um, kind of an interesting Our, area because I feel like it's, it's, I don't want to say slim pickings, but there's stuff in there. You just need to know where to look. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're picking out our top 10 places, and uh, the west side, I can't say it, it's been like a wasteland. I mean, well, the, the west side is one of the most popular tourist destinations in Los Angeles. Um, it's one of the most kind of high-end, lots of disposable income there. Uh, but craft, for the most part, has kind of lagged a little bit. Uh, we will go over some new spots, and we will go over some spots that have been holding it down for several years now, um, at least. So, um, yeah, really excited to dig into this. You know, just to preface before we dig into it, um, you and I both spent a good amount of time on the West Side several years back. Um, I actually lived in West L.A. We both worked in West L.A. for a few years, and that was a nice opportunity for us to visit a lot of these spots back in the day, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, and more spots have popped up since then, and... Uh, and I kind of feel like I'm out of touch a little bit with the West Side. Uh, I'll be honest there. I'm going to just kind of throw that out there, be very forthcoming with this list. Um, a lot, some of this is based on, you know, my experience in years past being there. And I think it's probably completely different now. And so I think this is going to be an interesting list to go through. And I'm sure a lot of people will kind of tune in and, and, uh, and maybe correct us on certain stuff. Yeah, some past experience from years past, um, some recommendations from several of our friends and people that we know, um, just kind of observing the LA beer scene, which is really what we do for a living, it seems like. Um, so I feel very confident about what we're going into, um, but compared to last week when we talked about the San Fernando Valley, which is where we live, where we're very, very familiar with everything, it's a little bit different. So. Uh, yeah, I think, like you said, that being said, if you have um, a difference of opinion, if you have a few spots that you think just aren't uh, cutting it these days, or maybe some spots that we completely overlooked, I though I doubt that that's the case. Uh, there definitely are places that we're not going to be talking about today that you probably think deserve to be on the list, and that is perfectly fine. Uh, everyone's got their own top 10. We want to hear yours. So as we're going through this, um, you know, hit us up on Instagram, shoot us a DM, hit us up on Facebook, shoot a comment over Twitter. If anyone's still using that email, carrier pigeon, the whole deal. We want to hear uh, what you think about this whole thing. Um, but anyways, everyone's looking for good beer spots and we are going to run down our top 10 on the West side of Los Angeles at Santa Monica, West LA, Brentwood, Venice, Marina del Rey area. Um, and before we get into it, though, we gotta. We, what do we got? What do we gotta do before we jump into the list? I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, I guess we have to be drinking some beer. Yes, we do. You're right. Uh, okay, what do you got? You know, I kept it super classic, super. I don't want to say simple, but one of the OGs uh, in terms of what you know, what I love, uh, expat, always solid especially when you can get it fresh um so shout out to my three beavers crew 
Uh, Expat's one of my favorite West Coast IPAs. Easily accessible, always delicious. Mm, I'm jealous. I haven't had a nice, fresh, cold Expat in several weeks now. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it up a little bit on you. I am drinking a beer called Just Cool It. It is from Alvarado Street. It's a collaboration with Burial and Other Half. It's an Italian-style New Zealand Pilsner. And uh, the can looks cool. The name is Just Cool It. The style, Italian-style New Zealand Pilsner, that just sounds cool. Uh, it's summer. I need to cool off. Um, I'm chewing gum. It's cool mint. Understandable. Every, yeah, okay. So you're drinking a beer that pairs with your gum. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you want to do, right? All right. So let me pour this into a glass here. All right. Looks very good. And that nose. Ooh, that nose is nice. Those New Zealand hops are like fruity, like bubblegummy a little bit. Hmm. Just, nice. drink it. Just drink it out of the can. Come on. Dance on my nostrils. I wanted to see what it looked like. I also wanted to smell it. Mm, smells really good. So anyways, on the podcast, you guys can't hear or can't see or smell shit. Um, so you're just going to have to listen to me describe this beer. It's clear. It's bubbly. It's an Italian-style Pilsner. I'm going to give it a whirl. Crowbar up. <sighs> Cheers. Crowbar up. Get out of here. That's my mm. line. That's very good. Yes, it's fresh, it's light, it's really, really bubbly. Um, and those New Zealand hops give it a, uh, a juicy, melony, watermelony kind of fruitiness um, that you don't typically get on a, an Italian style Pilsner. Um, yeah, I really like it a lot. I mean, it's Alvarado Street. I like everything I've ever had from them. So, yeah. cool. I don't think I need to talk much about expat. I think if you haven't had expat, you've missed out on like a super classic West Coast IPA um, brewed by one of the best in Los Angeles. So just go fucking drink it. Yeah, and if you haven't had it, you don't have it, I'm sure it's not far away from you. That beer's selling everywhere. So yeah, um, yeah good stuff. All right, so let's get right into it. Our top 10 spots on the west side of Los Angeles, kicking it off, number 10. What is it, Mac? Number 10 is Library Ale House on Main Street. Uh, this is the spot you were talking about earlier that kind of fell off a little bit. I think when people thought about Library Ale House, they, had, uh, they held it in, in much higher regard, um, but that was kind of a while ago. Um, to your point, in our conversation earlier, like, I guess we just feel like there's no one that really gives that big of a shit about the craft these days anymore over there, right? Like, well, why I mean, did this fall off? Yeah. It's a little harsh. So I think it's, it's a little bit of that. Um, it's more so it just being surpassed by other spots, I would say, because I've looked at the tap list there recently, and they get some good beer. They get, they get expatriate. Like, they have, last time I was there, they had expat there. And so they have good beer on tap. Um, it just doesn't seem as like front of the pack, forward thinking, getting some of the rare stuff. Like it's just not like pushing the envelope the way it used to. I mean, uh, one of the old school uh, beer buyers there who managed the bar, uh, Tom Kelly of El Segundo, um, you know, Alex Davis, who was doing uh, 
like the Lodge Bread Company. Like he was, he's a Cicerone. He was buying beer there. So they had like really like strong beer buyers. And I don't know who's buying beer there now. Don't want to knock whoever it is because the beer's still very good. They've gotten surpassed. I think that's what it is. They're still on the list. They're hanging on number 10. Fair uh, enough. We will obviously still continue to give them love and to still give them a shot because Library Ale House, we don't want to knock them. Like great food, great beer, great location right on Main Street in Santa Monica, kind of heading over towards the Venice end. Um, I will still recommend them to tourists to go there. Like it's a great spot, but to your point, it has it, been dropping off, I think. Yeah. And let's, and let's just not forget the fact that it is still on the top 10. So not a bad <laughs> spot to go to whatsoever. It's just right. kind of falling down the list. Yeah, totally. So uh, yeah, that's number 10. All right, number nine, then. I'll let you talk about this one. Yeah. Um, so number nine, we're heading over into bottle shop territory. So where are you going to go to get your bottles and cans to go? It's going to be Blackbeard's Crafts. Um, and this is admittedly a place I have not stepped foot in yet. Um, but I, I continue to hear rave reviews from so many different people about the selection that they have, um, the care that they give to the beer that they bring in, in terms of storage and temperature, rotation, um, the love that they give to the breweries um, that they buy from. Just uh, everything that I've heard is really, really good about Blackbeards. And judging from what they put out there on social media, they're getting some really, really good beer. Um, the beer that you want, the beer that you want on a week to week basis, that, that new stuff that's coming out, they have it. And on the West side, your only other options, uh, to my knowledge are like whole foods that still kind of gets in Pliny the elder every now and then. And there's like a Bristol farms that gets some Pliny, but like it's whole foods and Bristol farms. These are corporate entities. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're fine in a pinch. They're, they're going to get you some decent beer, but Blackbeard's crafts, like, local independent spot very unique and like cool themed too yeah i was just gonna say like even yeah. like when you kind of look at their instagram or i'm sure when you walk in it's like the pirate theme is kind of you know fun and unique and uh they got the, like the little skeleton character that's always popping up on their instagram so uh yeah they got like a fun personality too which is kind of cool yeah i gotta appreciate that <laughs> gotta have fun with it um while holding up the beer end of things and that's what they do. So that's number nine. And moving it on to number eight, what is it? Number eight is Stocking Horse. Uh, this is the British style pub from the Artisanal Brewers Collective. Uh, I forget this. Is this one on Fairfax? Yeah, this is the one that took over. Uh, there was a. I'm just trying to get the location down because I, 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 yeah, I think it's. No, it's, right, it's right off of Pico. Okay. It's right off of Pico, um, just over the 405. And it took over a spot that was like a, like a German, like a beer garden type of thing. Okay, okay. I forget what it's called. It started with an S. I mean, not, nonetheless. Steingarten um, or something. That's not, yeah, see, there, you know, Molly just jumped in on the live there, corrected us. Pico, thank yeah, you, Yeah, Pico, there you go. Um, but but yeah. why is it number eight? But it's number eight because it's a really, I mean, it's a unique spot overall, and that's British style beer, uh, pub fare, 
Um, the theme is really cool. And, you know, it's from our friends at Artisanal Brewers Collective. That, so it's a brew pub on site, brewing the beer that you're drinking there on site. So, I mean, it's just like a really, I mean, everyone loves a, a really cool British brew pub, right? So, and especially on the West side, I think that's just kind of the perfect addition to uh, like kind of that portfolio of that neighborhood. Yeah, well, I think a brewery on the West side is unique to begin with, right? We don't really have so many there. Um, right. But Brandon and Noah and the beer that they're brewing up um, as part of Artisanal Brewers Collective and kind of the theme that they have there. I mean, you either have to drive up to McLeod or down to Yorkshire Square to kind of get that like British theme. I mean, they, they're not all in on it. They do a lot of different styles, but they do kind of have that as like the focus of their yeah. And, the yeah, the um, foundation of all of everything that they're kind of built around. Yeah. Yeah. Cool spot. Good beer. Good food. Um, I think if you're looking for that British style pub environment, that's going to be a really good spot for you to hit up on the on the west side there. Yeah, and a really beautiful interior like too. On the edge of the west side, right? I mean, the west side doesn't really have boundaries, but like that's kind of like on that like eastern edge of the of the border. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think like we're probably right there on the cusp before you hit like kind of central LA, like mid city Fairfax stuff. Exactly. And I think at the end of the day, like you just want to want to group them in there anyways, uh, just to be amongst like, you know, all the other places on the West side. Right. Right. Yeah. Stalking horse. There you go. Yeah. All right. So next up, this is a spot has a few locations. Mm -hmm. Um, all doing their thing very, very well. But because we're talking about West Side, this one has to be included. What is it? This one is Stout Burgers and Beer. This is the Santa Monica location of the three location chain. Now they have a couple locations out of state, um, but the Santa Monica location is the, I'd say the touristy beach <laughs> vibe of, of the three. Um, they all kind of feel and look exactly the same. Um, and there is the same beer buyer, Joey from Stout, is still buying beer there. and Very, very good selection. He's still buying beer there as far as I know. But uh, the let's selection say, is very let's good. Let's just say Joey from Brews Brothers at this point. Right. And so, uh, yeah, so if he's still buying beer, um, it's still very, very good. And for a long time, that is, and still probably to this day, in the, like, downtown Santa Monica area is the best place to find really, really good craft beer. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple spots right around there, but like this is the closest to the ocean, the closest to Third Street. Um, it's really right there, right in the middle of the action. Um, and the burgers there are legit too. So it's not just great beer, it's good food as well. And they've been holding it down for a while now. I mean, I don't even know when they opened. It's definitely four or five plus years ago. Yeah. So that's stout. All right. Moving along. Uh, now we're moving into Culver City. I think we were kind of talking. This is also kind of, uh, you know, on the cusp. Uh, this is the very but, uh, but felt it needed to kind of be grouped into the west side here. We're talking about City Tavern. Also a spot that's been holding it down for quite some time. Uh, right there on that little stretch uh, in downtown Culver and they're still killing it like yeah some of their like their la beer week events are always great the kill the keg events um always getting great beer on tap great food great environment um that's the og city tavern and i think uh the one of the first 
events that we ever had as part of Hopped LA, we threw there at City Tavern. That was the, so that I think that was the that was, was that the first year that we did the Hoppy Win and Blind release, and we did the uh, yeah. the big the big launch event there. That must have yeah. been 2015. Yeah. Yeah, crazy time flies, um, <laughs> but yeah, and I. I I remember that so vividly. And so, yeah, City Tavern was, I think, our first choice in doing that. It was like, that was such a great beer bar to kind of launch, you know, that, that collaboration with Carl Strauss in. And uh, yeah, I mean, I continue to love City Tavern. It's, if I'm in Culver and I'm, I'm looking for good beer, uh, that's a place I'm going to hit up for sure. Yeah, and I think um, they've, they've really stood out in, in Culver City. Um, whereas in other neighborhoods, like, other breweries open up, other beer bars open up, and you kind of have to compete and things get a, a little, they just they just get a little bit more complex when more places open up. Yeah. Uh, uh, City Tavern is just in the mainstay in Culver City. Like they haven't wavered. Um, they've gone through multiple beer buyers in the times that, that we've dealt with them. And uh, Joey is the guy who runs it now and he does an awesome job. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think if you're in the area, you, you know, either you live there or you work there, you already know this is like one of your go-to spots, uh, no question. And if you don't, you find yourself in the area, you won't be disappointed. You're gonna find some really good beer, some really good food, an awesome atmosphere. I see this place in like TV shows and movies all the time too. Big. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big big filming location just because it's like it's that really it, it's got that really cool like like gastropub feel inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little like quintessential gastropub. Yeah. And downtown Culver, there's so much going on there. It's like Kirk Douglas Theater. You can go grab dinner before, grab, grab a drink afterwards. Uh, I just love the vibe in downtown Culver. And City Tavern's like the perfect spot to hit up when you're, when you're going down there. Yeah, definitely. So that's number five? That is number one, two, three, four. That's number six. Now, number we're, moving six. To, now we're moving to number five. And uh, now we're zooming back across the west side. This is Santa yeah. Monica. And, you know, tell, tell us about this spot. What, what, what so, I'm, you know what I'm feeling? Uh, you know what I want to throw in right now? I want to throw in a production brewery. How about our first production brewery on the list? This is Santa Monica Brewers. Um, probably one of the most underrated spots on this list. Uh, one of the more underrated breweries in Los Angeles. Uh, they opened up to a lot of fanfare. They kind of opened up the gates like really hard and hit the West side super hard. All of a sudden you saw um, their wit beer and their, their, they have a blonde ale that was all over the place. And yeah, still that's the, yeah. that's like a flagship too. Yeah. Like yeah. Out in like yeah. Market. It was like, they hit the West side so hard that you were like, man, these guys are going to overtake LA. And, uh, they kind of did it. They kind of stopped there, and they've, they've hit that west side. And sometimes you see their, them stuff, their stuff around town. Sometimes you don't. Um, but what I really think is important to highlight here is the tap room. Um, that place, it's, it's no frills. You know, it's a, it's a nice-sized brewery, a nice-sized uh, tap room in terms of tables and seating. But uh, that place fills up. It fills up with a bunch of young people drinking craft beer and that's about it they have a food truck every now and then um but the taproom only releases that you don't see on tap anywhere else um they don't really package in like to-go formats like bottles and cans 
I know that they do like pre-filled crawlers that you can like jump in and grab some crawlers to go. Um, these guys were one of the OG hazy producers that I really jumped on early on. Uh, what was it? Head in the Clouds was one that I really love. Um, there, there will be juice. Is that what it was? Mm, I don't know if there's there yeah. will be. I don't know if there's will be juice. I think that I think that's what it was. I think it was called there will be juice, and uh, it was. I don't, uh, I don't remember, but I, I mean, yeah, I remember there's a couple that that really stood out. Um, pretty sure it's called there will be juice, and then the that was their single, and then head in the clouds is the double, which I just had again but for I've, the first I've got, time in years. I mean, I've got gripes with Santa Monica Brewworks because the oh, do you? Well, just because like. You know, you get you get those three beers in distro, and I get it. Like that's you know that's they get their incline IPA, the Blondale, and the Whip beer. But like, but yeah, there's like you don't see anything else outside of the tap room, um, unless you're really looking. Um, I used to be able to get their beer at the farmers market bar, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but beyond that, like I could never find never find Santa Monica Brewers beers especially those hazies, because I know the ones you're talking about, especially Head in the Clouds. But I remember going to the tap room, and it's, it's – I, I haven't been there in so long. It just seemed limited. I think I need to make another trip. I need to get another assessment of Santa Monica Brew Works. Yeah, it's, it's been several years for myself as well, and um, I, my memories are all very, very strong of Santa Monica Brew Okay. Just, I'm just I'm just hoping that our heads aren't in the clouds beer. on this one. I just had head in the clouds two weeks ago <laughs> and it was like a revelation. I was like, I was so excited and I'm like, all right, this this has to help hold up to some serious memory for me. Because this is like an eight and a half percent hazy IPA, double hazy. And so uh and so I had it and it totally held up. Like I went back, I was at a at a small beer festival, I got in line multiple times just for that beer and it's very very good okay so that's santa monica brewers there's not many large production i mean this is really the only production brewery in the west side so i mean it stands out it's going to make the list no matter what um but the beer is really good i think it's underhyped if you haven't been you deserve to go and if you haven't been in a while go oh and, uh, our buddy uh, russell from Beer Travel Guide lives in that area, and he hits it up all the time. He loves Santa Monica Brewers. So, come on. It's got to be good. Shout out to Russell. <laughs> Shout out to Russell from Beer Travel Guide. We do love that guy. And he does – he knows he knows good beer. So, yeah, if you like yeah, Santa Monica. Guide, Santa Monica. Cool, yeah, cool. so that's, uh, <laughs> that's our number five spot, Santa Monica Brewers. Yes, that's it. What's number four? All right, number four, we're looking at the dough room. Um, and who doesn't love great craft beer and delicious pizza? Um, and on top of that, Dough Room does a very great job at doing some cool events. So we do tap takeovers, special, uh, you know, pairings, things like that. And so uh, the Dough Room, I think, has increasingly gotten better with their craft selection and the breweries that they're working with to do events. Um, so that's why I think they deserve that number four spot really cool place to drink great beer. Yeah, they've uh, gotten some breweries that I haven't seen around LA too much. So like some really rare stuff from other states that really don't distro out here. Like I don't know the relationships that they build or whatnot, 
Um, but yeah, some really, really good stuff. Dover, number four. Yeah, you, talk, talk about number four because you were very passionate about this place and I loved the way you were describing it. So let the people know number four. Which one, number three? Oh, sorry, number three. Okay, we're on to number three. Number three is West Fourth and Jane. Uh, if you know craft beer, if you live on the west side, if you work on the west side, you are very, very familiar with this place. Um, yeah, I mean, they're one of the best beer bars on the west side, hence number three on the list. Um, if you're not living in on the west side, if you don't work on the west side, there's a pretty good chance that you don't know anything about West Fourth and Jane. I know I didn't for a little while, and that changed, and the beer that they get is really, really good. They have great relationships with breweries and their distributors. Um, I think every single week they have a brewery tap takeover event. Uh, the food looks great. They have sports on TV. It, just overall, really good beer bar. Really great beer, holding it down. Number three, West 4th and Jane. Hold on, I think I uh, hit, oh, hold on, there we go. All right, moving into number two. Moving into another brewery, one that we love, uh, that I think deserves the number two because of just the quality of beer that they produce, the environment that is happening there in Marina Del Rey slash Venice. Uh, we're talking about Firestone Walker, the propagator. I always recommend this this place to anybody that's like, hey, like I'm, I want to drink beer in this area. Where should I go? Firestone Walker propagator is always something that I mention. A, because of the quality of beer, um, the R&D beers that are coming out of there, and the food. It's just, it's really good. Uh, it's just a cool spot to hang out. And uh, I feel it's one of those spots that's like spacious enough that like when you go there, even though it's like popping and it's busy, like, you, you know, you're not waiting there for a long time. It's not super, it doesn't seem super crowded. You can get a table and enjoy like really good beer along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you take the magic of Firestone Walker, the original up in Paso, and you transplant it down here. And it, they've done a great job of that. You know, yeah. you get the vibe there. The food is, is on point. The beer selection is on point. You have so many different styles to choose from. And like you said, that R&D brewery gives you a look at one of the legacy craft brewers in California. It gives you a, a look at them that you don't see anywhere else. And uh, I think it's even better than what you see up in Paso because we, we have that R&D brewery where we're seeing some of this, you know, small batch type of stuff. Um, I know that some of the stuff that they've scaled up for larger production started at the propagator. You know, I, I mean, we went to that Rosalie event that, that beer started at the propagator. They built that beer at that brewery and then brought it up to Paso and scaled it up to whatever size they, they ended up, you know, producing it at and continue to produce that. Um, I know that, that the Leo versus Ursus was a, uh, was a propagator, R&D series beer before they started scaling up and canning and, and putting it yep. in the district. So yep. it's really cool what they've been able to do there. I love that type of stuff. I love the R&D 
you know, small batch, like we're going to mess around with something. We're going to bring one of our young hungry brewers and put them down in this little brewery and, and have them play around with some new stuff and uh, have the local community get to try something they haven't tried. And then eventually bring it up North, scale it up, you know, put it into, into mass production and get it out to the world. So, um, yeah, I love that. And let me just say the, the, the hidden gem of fire Sun Walker propagator Two words, Jay Sanders. <laughs> Our boy, Jay Sanders, manager at the Propagator, old friend from Crazy Harry's. Yeah, shout, shout out to Jay. Uh, yeah, if you guys go down to, uh, if you guys hit up uh, Firestone Walker Propagator and you're sitting down getting lunch, um, ask for Jay, tell him Hopdale sent you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love Jay. Love Fire Snow Walker Propagator. Yeah, just doing a great job there. Love it. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, moving to number one. Okay, this is what everyone's waiting for here. Uh, number one, I guess there's a couple locations, possibly three. Uh, I'll let you dive into this one too because I think you got a little bit more background on like the third location. And uh, I've only been to the Santa Monica location, but Gary, what is number one? This is the OG LA craft beer bar. These guys have been holding it down for years and years. Started out in Santa Monica, as Max said, Father's Office. This is just, when you think of LA craft beer, there's only a handful of spots that come to mind. And this is at the top of that list. And it has to be number one on the West side. Um, not to mention just, I mean, the beer selection is great. That Father's Office burger Come on. Dude, I mean, so good. What a, one of the best, if not the best burger I've had in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, a lot of people in the beer industry got their start there at father's office as well. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I know that I've heard and talked to people that got their start either serving beer at father's office or buying beer at father's office. Um, and they continue to get the good stuff and continue to do a really excellent job. That Santa Monica location off Montana, very small, very cramped little space, so um, but cool. it's cool. It's intimate. Yeah, it's like a nice intimate little space. Um, then they have the place in, in Culver City. So both of their locations, uh, you know, they, they're, they're tied for number one, you know. So the, uh, the Helms Bakery location, much more open, huge patio. Um, so a lot more room to kind of spread out and, and have bigger groups there. Um, great location. Awesome. And then they've had a third location in the works for several years now. Um, to my knowledge, it has not opened. This is in the downtown LA arts district. Um, yeah, I think it's in, a part of a building, a mixed use building with a bunch of other places. And I don't know what's open there and what hasn't, but I think that they're still waiting to open up hopefully soon because Father's Office is an LA institution. The West Side has held it tightly for so, so long. And it's just a matter of time that the rest of LA deserves, or at least downtown Arts District deserves a little bit of that Father's Office love. Uh, that Those burgers, that beer, <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're one of the OGs on the uh, Plenty of the Younger allocation. Yeah, just continue to do an excellent, excellent job. We've talked about several kind of OG beer bars in this episode and then in some of our previous episodes, and, and this place really just holds it down. Um, 
not letting up. Really cool to see them uh, hit number one. I wasn't sure. When we started doing this list, I wasn't sure who was going to hit number one. And I knew that Father's Office would be like a top three, top four spot. And when it came down to it, it was like a no-brainer. Like, they had to be number one. Yeah, I think just overall, when we look at a, a spot, we look at the quality of the beer on tap, the character of the, of the spot, and really everything that's good, that goes into it. So they have the food component. They have, especially the Montana location, it's got this really cool kind of small bar feel, you know. It's, you're kind of like, I'm saying you're crammed in there, but like, you know, it's not a big place. I've only um, gone for Pliny the Younger, so every time I've gone, I've been crammed in there. Okay, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, really cool spot. I think well-deserving of that number one on the west side. And then I think we have two honorable mentions that we wanted to throw in there right at the end. Yeah. Um, both of them, I could, both of them I haven't even been to. So I oh, think, really? I think I need to throw this in your court because I've heard only yeah. good things about both, but I haven't been. So in terms of experience, I can't give you that. All right. So we'll do these, these two really quickly. Yeah. Um, the first one is Venice Ale House. Um, these guys have been hanging around the Venice boardwalk for a while now, right off of Rose Street. And um, they've been getting good beer before good beer was like a prevalent thing in LA. So I think that since like the craft beer wave has come in and we've seen a lot more beer bars and a lot more breweries open up, their beer selection still kind of um, is a little bit dated, I, I would say. Like they're not like, they're not rotating handles the way that some other uh, beer bars are, but the location on this place um, makes them an honorable mention because there's very few places, not just in Los Angeles, but anywhere on the West Coast where you can get great beer, great food, great drinks in the amazing beachside location that they have. So that's, uh, that's gotta be the honorable mention there. And then the next spot, and a lot of you guys, I think, will probably want this one to be in, in the top 10. And I'll tell you why it's not. This one is the Daily Pint. So another very legacy craft beer spot um, that has been holding down the West Side. Like the West Side, like when we started out this podcast, we talked about how the West Side has, has been a, a big instrumental piece of the L.A. craft beer scene. But at the same time, it's been a little bit of a wasteland. Um, they have a couple of these legacy guys, and then they, they kind of took some time to kind of fill out the rest of it. And I think they're still continuing to fill out the rest. Um, but Daily Pint has a, a great beer selection, and it, when you go there, it does feel a little bit dated. Um, they get great beer, a great diverse um, tap list in terms of the styles that are represented there. Um, but you're seeing a lot of kind of legacy craft beer brands you're, you know you're seeing like to shoot a lot of Deschutes on the list and a lot of stone and yeah you know, some of these like older breweries that like may not be as hip anymore i'm not knocking them i'm not saying they're bad by any means but like when it comes to craft beer in 2019 you have to be keeping up yeah right? you, gotta, you gotta be exciting right there's gotta be like a when you walk you in you gotta, yeah exactly yeah I yeah do. So, so there's that, and, and they do some, some decent events from time to time, uh, bringing in some breweries, do some tap takeovers. Uh, their promotion of those events is terrible. So they're very dive bar. Right? So you walk in, this, is a, it, this feels like a dive bar um, with a good craft beer selection, 
probably about 20 taps or so, I'd say about 20, maybe 25. Um, their whiskey selection is really what they're, they're famous for. Really legit whiskey selection. Um, and so I, I, I promise to tell you what prevented them from making the top 10. It wasn't just not being trendy. It's that they store their kegs in like the hallway. Like they don't have the proper cold storage to cold store kegs all the time. And so you have like full kegs sitting there like against the wall. It's part of their, their atmosphere and how it all looks like, which is really cool. But as you and I know, like some of these beers need to be kept cold. Yeah. And that's like a mandate from certain breweries too. I'm sure some breweries don't bring their beer there for that reason alone. So um, I'd say that kind of holds them back a little bit, um, but still a very, very great spot. Gets really good beer. Um, it's a little bit kind of out there in a, in a weird spot of Santa Monica. It is very divey, but I like divey. So you gotta, you gotta check it out. So I'm going to say that's an honorable mention there. So that's our honorable mentions. All this right. podcast is running long. I've been rambling for a long time. So let's wrap it up. Yeah let's, yeah, let's go through the top 10 rapid fire. No, you know, no additional commentary necessary. <laughs> just get into, uh, let's just do a back. But, but what if I have more to say? You know what? Then answer in the, in the fucking comments. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Throw it in there if you want to, if you miss anything. Uh, but let's do a quick rapid fire, the top 10, and then uh, let's just wrap it up. Yeah. All right. So we're going to kick it off. Number 10 on our list for the West Side was Library Alehouse. Number nine, Blackbeard's Crafts. It's a bottle shop. Get in, pick up your cans, your bottles, whatever you need to go. Oh, he wants the commentary. Okay. You give a sentence, one sentence. <laughs> okay. Uh, number eight is Stocking Horse. This is the British style pub from the Eternals Brewers Collective. Check it out. Then you have Stout Burgers and Beer right near the pier and promenade in Santa Monica. Great beer, great burgers, great stuff. <laughs> All right, City Tavern's up next. One of the OG spots on the quote-unquote west side, holding it down as always. Then we have Santa Monica Brewers, the only production brewery on the west side. Underrated, great beer. Check out their tap room. All right, after that, we got the dough room, pizza, craft beer. What more do you want? And we have West, Fourth, and Jane. Good beer all the time, <laughs> every week. It's beer uh, the commentary seems to be very uh, consistent across the board. Great. <laughs> uh, it's all great beer, guys, by the way. Uh, yeah, number two is a fire smoker propagator. Um, awesome brew pub. We love Firestone Walker, just doing it right in California. And number one is Father's Office with locations in Santa Monica and Culver City. Great old school beer bar and the famous Father's Office burger. Can't go wrong. I want one right now. I got to sign off. I'm going to Father's Office. I'm getting a burger. I'm down. All right, let's do it. <laughs> cool. All right, well, that's uh, our top 10 for the West Side. And... Like we always say, by no means is this the definitive list. You have your own top 10, and we want to hear what it is. So tweet, Instagram, Facebook, email. Do the damn thing. We want to hear from you guys. 
Uh, we'll be coming back next week with a new podcast. And until then, we'll be ranking the beers. You be drinking them. I'll finish this right now. <laughs> I'm just glad you got the uh, the end line right this time. What? <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>